Good morning, guys. Good morning. Um, welcome to this awesome Sunday morning. I'm pretty excited to bring you guys the word. We're um, we're back to lockdown again, which is which is it's it's not ideal, but you know what? Luckily, we can sit wherever we are, and we can still listen to the word of, of God. I think we are very blessed as a church in this day and age to have access to the word of God. But um, before we start, let's just let's just pray. We thank you, Lord, for this awesome morning. We thank you, God, that you are a good God. We thank you that you are a glorious God, that all glory belong to you, Lord God. We thank you that you are the name above all names. We thank you that we have access to your word. We thank you that we can stand on your word. And I pray, Lord God, that you will prepare our hearts and our minds today so that we will receive your word, Lord God, and not just receive it as a good word, but also act on it. We thank you for that, Lord God. And I pray, Holy Spirit, as I bring this word this morning, that you will just fill the atmosphere wherever we are, wherever everyone are, that you will just fill the atmosphere with your peace and with your love. And I pray, Lord, that you will bring us into your presence this morning. We thank you, God. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Isaiah 62, verse 10, in the New King's, King James, says the following. Go through, go through the gates. Prepare the way for the people. Build up, build up the highway. Take out the stones, lift up a banner for the peoples. This prophetic declaration by the prophet Isaiah is what inspired me um, today to, to talk about removing obstacles from our lives. <clears throat> so, there was a time that the nation was, of Israel was in exile in Babylon. So during that time there was a guy named Ezra. Um, he, um, he was a priest and a scribe and the Lord put on his heart to go back from where, uh, where they were in exile to go back to Israel to Jerusalem to reteach the people that was left there about the, the, the things of God, about their God. Um, because everyone has left, all the, um, the priests and everyone, and they left. So the people were there with nothing. So they sort of had to, to look after themselves. So the Lord asked um, Ezra to go back and to re-teach them. So he did. He went back and when he was there, you know, he was teaching and preaching and everything. And after after a while, he, he got some, some, some feedback from the people. And he was horrified to hear that the people were still um, intermarrying with, with, you know, with the pagans um, and even the, the priests. And um, as we know, Israel was a nation set apart um, for God. So the Lord um, asked them not to inter 
to marry with the, the, the pagans because he knew what will happen. He knew that they will come and take whatever they believed in, whatever stuff, and mix it with their things and begin to worship idols. And that is exactly what they did. And this absolutely horrified Amazra, man. He, like they did in the day, back in the day, he fell on his knees and pulled out his hair and he ripped out him off his robes and he just wept and cried before the Lord. He fell to his, it says that he fell to his, his knees. He confessed sins for himself as well as for, for Israel. He repented for himself as well as for Israel. But then also with that, he reminded God that he had a promise for Israel, that, that he is their savior, that he is their redeemer. So he also reminded the Lord about Israel, not to forget Israel. You know, um, and with that, it says in Israel 9, it also says that he, he fasted and he prayed as well because he knew the powerful impact that had in the spirit. So after a while, Israel also, he went not just privately, but he went out in the public with the priests and everyone there. And as a, a, a whole in the public, they confessed their sins and they repented and they asked the Lord for his forgiveness, you know, to remove all that, that things that caused that spiritual blockage um, that, that keep them from God. So a few years after, um, after um, Israel went back to Israel, there was this one guy called Nehemiah. So he also heard about what was happening in Israel and his home, the country, and what is happening to the city of Jerusalem. He heard, you know, that the walls were falling apart, it was just lying there in rubble, that the main, the, the, the gates was burned down. And back then the walls and the main, the, the gates was what protected the, you know, the city. And this was something really heavy on his heart, you know. Um, this was something he cared about. He cared about his city, his, his people. And when he heard this, he just also started to crying and he was falling on his knees, you know. And he asked the Lord, God, help my people. Like, what can I do? Send me, you know. Um, and, and it also says that he fasted, he prayed. He asked the Lord, what can we do? Help me, help me. And what, what was interesting is, is that Nehemiah and Ezra, with this exile of Israel, they actually lived in another nation, in Babylon. So for them to just leave to Israel, it didn't just happen. It needed a miracle to happen, you know. Um, they were, um, you can say, under lockdown. Sounds familiar? Um, we are also under lockdown. So, so some things, and for us, like for them, you know, it seemed impossible to do, but God. So he heard their prayers, and he actually um, softened the heart of the, the then, you know, the ruler, King 
Auntie Xerxes or something like that. And the king said, you know what, guys, you can go back to your home in a country. He told Ezra, hey, Ezra, you can go and reteach the people about your God and everything about him. And he said, Nehemiah, okay, cool. You can go also back to Israel and start rebuilding the walls there of your city. And that's what they did. So uh, we can see that this was a really impossible situation that they were in. But because these two men were righteous and they prayed righteous prayers to God, God heard them and He made a way for them to go back and to fix what was broken. So, from, from Israel and the story of Nehemiah, we can see that there's, there's two types of obstacles that need to be removed in, in, in order to be reconciled back to God. And that's what I want to, to speak with you guys about today. Number one is the, the physical obstacles. <clears throat> and here is about the physical rebuilding of the church of God. And what do I, I mean by that? Because, you know, we, we say that the church is us. It's not a physical building. Um, so what do I mean by the, the, the physical rebuilding? building of the church of God. Well, in essence, it's that you and me are the hands and the feet of God. Like we, we are here to, to serve mothers. We are here, we build His church by actually serving others, by actually coming to church and by actually using our skills, our, you know, the, the, the gifts that we have, or just our physical hands and feet to help others, you know, to bring the good news to, to um, when, when someone arrives at church, to hand them a warm cup of coffee. Um, when someone in church has a, a birthday, which is not going to work today, but to go and to give them a chocolate, a nice Kit Kat that says, you know, may the Lord bless you, keep you, and cause His face to shine upon you. Happy birthday. You know, to, to just do these little things to help others, to serve them, to also assist them, to bring them in a, close, in a closer relationship with God. That's what I mean by to, to, to physically to build the church. And number two is, um, the, other, the second obstacle is sp spiritual obstacles. So that is the, the issues within our heart, you know, the, the sin that we hide or the sin that we hold on to, um, you know, those little things that, that actually causes a blockage to come closer to, to God, that causes a, a blockage that He can't necessarily hear our prayers. Because there's a blockage. So that's what I want to talk about today. And for us to remove those, you know, the, the, the blockages, there's three tools that I want to, sp to sp speak today about. Um, you know, that's, that, that will help us to remove our sins, that, that will help our 
the praise to actually reach a God and not be, be stopped by something. And also is um, that, that will remove that stuff that helps us then to become holy because He is holy. You know, we, we all say, we, we, we call to this, we call to that. Um, you call to be a, 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 a pastor or evangelist or a, a apostle, or you call to be an accountant or you call to be whatever. But in essence, every one of us, all that believe and not believe yet, we are called to be holy. Let me say that again. We are called to be holy as He is holy. Okay, so what are those tools? The tools is confession, repentance, and forgiveness in that order. Confession, repentance, and forgiveness in that order. And we do all of that and we use all of that with the help of the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to be our helper. So we do it with His help. So, number one, confession. Confession is probably one of the most important things that we we need to do. Because that's where we actually admit to to, to having um, some in our lives and when we admit it we actually take ownership of that sin because now it's there we admit we have it so what are we going to do about it what are we going to do to fix it so the big thing is number one is to admit it um, and not not like we like to do sometimes just to put some kind of a spin on it you know to um to call it something else or, you know, try to ease out of it. No. What we do is we call a spade a spade. We call a, a sin a sin. So you struggle with the porn, then I struggle with porn. I confess it. Um, you struggle with um, alcohol addictions. You can can, can can confess it out loud. You speak it. I struggle with alcohol addiction, or whatever else it it, it, it is. But you you speak it out loud. You can conf, conf, confess it because why? Once you bring something to light, once you bring it out, it actually loses its grip on you. It says in Ephesians five verse eleven to thirteen. It says the following. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. So that which is dark, expose it. You bring it into the light. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. So once you bring that sin, that uh, 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 no, the, the, the darkness to light, you know, it's out there. It can be worked with. It can be dealt with. It can be removed. Okay, it loses its grip. 
And we can see from the story of Ezra and Nehemiah, you know, that they confessed that, um, the, the sins not just for themselves, but also for the people around them. So we can, we can learn from them that, like it says as well in uh, the Lord's prayer, it says, forgive us our sins. So you pray that the Lord forgive yours as an individual, but also that of others. So that's how we become stronger as a, a people of God. <clears throat> and one thing we need to remember that no one can say they are without sin. Anyone that says they are without sin, they are deceived by the enemy and they are living a lie. It says in 1 John 1 verse 8 and 9 the following, If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, confess means we admit it and we take responsibility of our sins. Well, one thing that I love, again, in the scripture, and I might read a few bits today, but you'll see why. It says in Matthew 10 verse 32 the following, Therefore, everyone who confesses me before men, so you confess Christ, you take that sin out of yourself and, you know, what you talk about Christ and His goodness, He's everything. When, um, so, therefore, everyone who confess me before men, I will also confess Him before my Father who is in heaven. Yay! I love that. <clears throat> number two is repentance. Your first confession, number two is repentance. What is repentance? Let me read from this one uh, a dictionary and I hope it makes sense. So, what is repentance? Repentance consists of a true sense of one's own guilt. So, you confessed it, you know it's there, and your sinfulness. And then you re realize that, that God is merciful. Okay. And that He hates sin. So, you should also then hate sin. Then what you do is, repentance is, you, you, um, you turn away from that sin and go towards God. To make this a bit easier to, to understand, say you, you can compare rep repentance with, with um, some troops in the army that's marching. Now, when you're... In, in the army, you always know exactly what to do on a certain a command. So, for troops, say for instance, that's the marching. When they hear the words halt, about turn, quick march, they know that they have to walk and then halt, about turn, quick march. The same thing, it works the same way with repentance. So we are all walking in some direction with our sinful lives. And then the Lord says, halt. And we stop in our tracks. He says, about turn. And we turn around. And no matter 
and you know what's what's the awesome thing? Because the the Lord is omnipresent, so He's everywhere. So it doesn't matter which direction we go. When He says about turn, we turn to Him. Okay, and then He says, "Quick march," and we quickly march towards the Lord. So that's how that works. One thing about repentance is. It's gonna, it's gonna be something. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna ask something of you. Okay. It's gonna come at a price. Repentance is one of the hardest things because it, you have to literally reshape your whole life. Just think, your friends or the work that you do or something that is that is making up this big chunk of your life that the Lord now asks of you, hey, stop, about turn from that and quick march back to me. So now you have to leave that behind you. It's going to cost you something. It's going to be a sacrifice. Many people, when, when, they, when, they, when they look at these things and they see the, the costs involved, they say, no, it's too much. It's not, it's not, not worth it. And then that's a sad thing, you know, because uh, the things that we hold on to, and that's something you will hear from me and from, from every other good preacher as well, the things we hold on to on earth here, it's only temporary. The Lord wants us to come back and hold on to Him, which is eternal. He wants to give us, He wants to give you and me eternal life. You know, so turn back towards God. Turn back. He wants you to have eternal life with Him, eternal fellowship with Him. That's what happens instantly when you, you turn back. That, that link begins, that the, the, the fellowship begins. Like then you are a part of his, his family, his kingdom, the family. You are then a co-heir with Christ. So everything that he has in eternity, you've got access to. Like, would you rather want something of this world that keeps you happy now? Or do you want that full-on access to what he has, that full-on eternal gifts and things? I think that's a no-brainer. <laughs> okay, that's a no-brainer. So, like, uh, I, I read a book once by a, a guy, um, J.I. Packer. He's a, a, a theologian, but um, I think he, you know, already died. But he once um, also said, it is time for us to take repentance seriously. We have to repent from our sins. If not, everything that the Lord has in store for you, it's like a closed book. You don't have access to what's in the inside. So we have to start taking repentance seriously. Okay, don't miss the bus. Don't miss the opportunity. In Matthew 3, verse 2, it says, 
repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. It's near. Our time is now. Our time is running out. I don't want you to miss the bus. Okay. Don't miss this opportunity of eternal life with God. And number three that we're going to talk about is forgiveness. So, confession of your sins, number one. And number two, true repentance. Repentance from the heart that really shows a change. That leads to forgiveness by God. His forgiveness always follows confession and true repentance. God will never, ever, ever withhold His forgiveness when you confess your sins, or when you repent, when you choose to do that about turn and go back to Him. And after all, you know, He's, He sent His Son, Jesus, for us to die on the cross for each and every one of us. So why would he withhold his forgiveness? He sent him for everyone. John 3.16 Okay. So every one of us who believes in him, who confess our sins, who repent and we turn back to God, you know, we accept Jesus in our lives. He will forgive. That is a promise. That is a promise. Let's read Luke 24 verse 45 to 47. Luke 24 verse 45 to 47 where it says, Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise again from the dead the third day. And that repentance for forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in His name to all the nations beginning from Jerusalem. And we know that it's from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth. I'm going to read that again. Then He opened their minds to understand the Scriptures and He said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ would suffer and rise again from the dead of the third day. And that what? And that repentance for forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in His name to all nations. Which means what? He says He will forgive those that repent. It, sa it says that in Scripture. So, confession from the heart that leads to true rep repentance goes to Together with a total, total forgiveness from God. You are then righteous. You are no longer a sinner. Total forgiveness from God. You know, and that is what clears those, those boulders, those blockages, this sinful stuff that we have, you know, that junk, that clears that from us so that when we pray, there's nothing that stops our, our prayers. When we're trying to reach God, there's nothing that stops it. The, the blockages are removed. Okay. 
and then we can have that true intimacy with a God in heaven. So by removing these obstacles, um, you know, we don't just get a, a removal of the sins from our lives, but it actually helps us to, to, to go to a, if, if I can put it that way, to go to a higher level of living with God, with Jesus. It is, and it, it says in his, his words, where, where we live, where, where all things are possible with Him. Because why? When we have less sin in our lives, um, we have more of, of God within us. So l less sin, more of God. So if we have more of Him within us, we have a better understanding and we understand Him more. So a better understanding of God, a better understanding of who He is and what He does, a better understanding of, of His heart for creation, for us. Um, so when we pray, because we understand Him more, we'll be able to pray more according to His will. And when you pray according to the will of God, not according to your will, not according to your desires. If you pray according to the will of God, then your prayers will be answered. Now we've we've got this thing, and and we we, we see it a lot, and it's actually a bit scary where where we come and we decide to do something, and then we ask the Lord to to bless what we are doing. So we ask Him to come and fit into our box. Where in reality, when we do this, when we um, confess our sins and you know repent and turn back to God, and and let more of Him within us, the way then that we are, are, are blessed is we pray according to His will. We we know His heart and mind, and by aligning ourselves with Him in what we do, in what we pray, through that we are blessed. Does that make sense? Yeah. Through that we are blessed, through doing His will, for praying His, His will. Then we see things happen. Let's read one last thing. is Job 22, verse 23 to 28. Job 22, verse 23 to 28. I love this, um, and I'm going to read this from the, um, the NASB version. <clears throat> it says the following. If you return to the Almighty, <clears throat> so if you will do the about turn, if you return to the Almighty, you will be restored. I love this. If you remove unrighteousness from your tent, so what's your tent? It's you, it's your household, it's your actual house. If you remove unrighteousness far from your tent and place your gold in the dust and the gold of Ophir among the stones of the brooks, then the Almighty will be your gold and choice silver to you. For then you will delight in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. And 
okay? You will pray to him and he will hear you. And you will pay your vows. You will also decree a thing and it will be established for you. And light will shine on your ways. That is legit. I love this. If you return to the Almighty, you will be restored. It says it is a promise. If you remove unrighteousness far, far from your tent, okay, and place your gold in the dust. So what is your gold? It's the things that you treasure, um, treasure and, and um, it's, let me put it this way, it's not of God. It's things that you love and like, but it's, it's not of God. It's not purified. If you put that stuff away, you put it in the dust, you know, it says, then the Almighty will be your gold and choice silver to you. Now, if you dig a little bit into scriptures and the, the meaning of things, this actually says a lot more than we just see here. Then the Almighty will be your gold and choice silver. So what does the, the gold represent in this case? He's the purifier. So he represents that purity, the pure gold, which is, which is um, the sinless one. He will be yours. He'll be your father. He's the sinless one. It also, it also um, re represents the, the wealth of God. So now that you are in his family, you are a co-heir of Christ, you have access to every treasure in heaven because you are a child of God. Huh? I kind of like that one. And then silver. He will be your choice silver. What does silver represent? In this case, it's silver represents, um, in, in this case, redemption by truth. So you have been redeemed by truth. You have been made right. You have been made, made sinless by truth. Truth, not true words, true things that we say. Truth is a person. Truth is Jesus. So you have been, been redeemed by Jesus. He is truth. So that is what gold and silver means in this, <clears throat> in this instance. So the question I want to ask you today is, do you want that change? Do you want to remove those, the, the blockages from your life? Do you want your prayers not to hit against something all the time and never getting anywhere? Do you want your prayers to reach the heavens to God? And like we said, when you remove those the blockages, it'll come at a cost. Are you prepared to do that? I really hope you do because the eternal rewards are much, much more rewarding than what we have here on earth. Are you willing to serve in church? Are you you're willing to let your hands and feet and your skills be used in church on a Sunday morning, are you? 
and are you willing to help others as well to remove those the, the blockages um, that that keeps them from having free access to God? You know, to confess your sins, to repent, to be forgiven. It will take commitment, and commitment is a sacrifice. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to stand up, or or not? I really hope you are. I really hope you are. <clears throat> and if you are, um, I'm gonna put, 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 I'm gonna put our church email and a contact numbers at the end of the video as well. Please contact us and we talk through these things. You know, we are, we, we, we are not made to be alone. God gave us fellow believers because he knew that it won't be an easy task. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard, but that's why there's others alongside us that come that comes and supports us and make us strong. That's why we are there. And one last thing that we need to remember is when we, we do these things, I know we, we, also, we always comes from a, we come from a mindset that we want to gain victory, we want to win this thing. Um, no, we don't do this to become victorious. We operate from a place of victory because you know why? Jesus on the cross already overcame everything. And that's what I also want to encourage you today. Take these steps and do these things because then you operate from a place from victory. You already won then because you have the Lord in you. Hope that makes sense. Amen. Amen. So um, to conclude today, Let's pray. We thank you, almighty and merciful Lord. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your word. We thank you for truth that's in your word. We thank you, Lord, that you are truth and that we can come to you and that we can come and know you so that we can come and know truth. We thank you for you, Jesus. And Lord, we have stumbled, Lord God, and we have strayed from, from what <clears throat> you wanted us to be. We have strayed from us, um, from, from your ways, Lord God, and we, we, we follow our own ways, our sinful ways. We come bef before you, Lord, and we just want to confess our sins and I want you to say that sin out loud. So say, Lord, I, I can confess my addiction to pornography. Or Lord, I confess my addiction to, to, um, to alcohol, to smoking. Um, Lord, I can confess to stealing. I confess to lying. We come before you, God, and we confess our sins today. And I pray, Lord, that you will have the mercy on me that you will have the mercy on us I pray Lord that you will restore us back to you according to the promises in your word Lord God restore us Lord God that we will uh, that we can live a, a godly way again Lord God that we can live a righteous life before you Jesus I 
pray, Lord God, that you will restore us, that we may live obedient lives towards you. That we live in a way, Lord God, that brings glory to your holy name. We thank you, Jesus, and I ask this in your name. Thank you, God. Amen. 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 Amen, church. Well, I hope you had a, that it was a good morning, and I, I really hope that you, you got something from this today. And, I, and again, I'm going to urge you guys to, to, to call us, to, 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 to send us an email, and, um, and whatever it is, you know, God wants you to come back to Him. He wants to forgive your sins. Um, and we are here to walk that road with you. Um, we're also going to put something on uh, on the internet in a few days in the time. But actually, we felt that in September month, as a church, we want to do a corporate f f f f fast for the month of September. So keep on watching the internet and everything and, uh, and, and the WhatsApp group for more on that. So I hope you guys are blessed. Hope you have a great rest of this, this Sunday. Um, next week we'll most likely have an online as, um, as, as service again. Um, but we can't wait to, to actually see you guys live again. Have an awesome Sunday and be blessed.